Hi, welcome to DAC Art Consulting. I'm Cheryl Heisterberg, partner of um, DAC, and I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, in our corporate headquarters. Normally, I come to you talking about artwork that I'm creating and curating for your hotel projects. Today, in celebration of International Women's Day, I'm here to talk about an equal passion for me, which is women. And today, I'm here with a leader in our industry, Mary Beth Cutshaw. She is the EVP and Chief Development Officer of HVMG. So Mary Beth, welcome to Thank, DAC. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, it's beautiful. I mean, you have amazing artwork and so many talented artists. Yeah, and we're sitting in front of an amazing female artist. Her name is Annabelle Ivy, and she's been painting since about 10 years old. Just beautiful abstracted florals. So it's, it's really fun to promote a lot of female artists' work. So today we're gonna talk about, as I said, um, women. And I met you organically at a mutual friend's barbecue. Mm -hmm. And at that time we chatted a little bit about the hotel industry, but it was later when I realized actually what a big deal you are in this industry. <laughs> so, One of the few women probably too, right? So that yeah. we, we connected. There are, there, it's very male-dominated. It is very male-dominated. Yes. So we see each other, we kind of like exactly. latch on. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So just start by, I guess, telling me your story of how you got into the industry and really how you've risen up in the position that you are today. Uh, sure. So first of all, thanks for having me and giving me this opportunity to speak with you today. Um, my path is not a typical path in many ways. It was um, very much a kind of start and stop and, and a zigzag. Um, if I was to look at it, it wasn't a straight, a straight line um, by any stretch of the imagination. Like a lot of young people or a lot of women, it took me a while to figure out what I really mm -hmm. wanted to do when I grew up. Um, but long story short, uh, my father was an airline pilot, so we extensively traveled when we were kids. And I always knew I wanted to do something with travel. I thought I wanted to be an airline pilot. Uh, but my father talked me out of it. He told me I'd be very bored. So <laughs> the next thing I knew, I, I had friends in high school who owned a hotel and got exposed to the hotel business that way. And so picked uh, going into hotel school right out of high school. And But at that time, all I really knew was the service side of the business. Mm -hmm. So started off in food and beverage and then got into front office, kind of the room side of it. Uh, wasn't really feeling like I was in the right seat of the bus and transitioned into sales and marketing. That started feeling more and more like my personality and skill set. Um, and when you do what you are naturally good at, this is my personal belief, when one does what they're naturally good at, you typically accelerate. <laughs> and so then I was able to go from a property, regional, then a corporate level um, with Marriott and then another company, which um, was called Hotel Investors Trust, which became the seat of Starwood Lodging. And um, it was a great quick uh, chapter of my life. Um, and then I had to wrestle with what many women have to wrestle with the inflection period about starting a family mm -hmm. and what one's going to do. Um, you know, whatever I do, I want to do to the best of my ability. And I really struggled at that time, it was many years ago. My oldest is 24 years old. Um, there weren't very many people, very many women leaders I saw in the industry at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I wound up stepping away. I wound up leaving the industry temporarily to raise my children because I couldn't do both well. Um, or I felt I couldn't do both well. I had nobody to emulate for the most part, even though I was at a pinnacle point in my career as a corporate director of sales and marketing for a national portfolio. 
um, at 30 years old. Uh, I still wow. struggled. And so I left, um, raised my daughter, Isabella. My son was born, didn't raise completely, but um, enough to get them into um, kindergarten, mm -hmm. my youngest into kindergarten. And that's when I came across a colleague in the industry that gave me a shot saying, come on back, um, we can find a spot for you. We think you'd really be great for our organization. I decided to jump back in um, and did that for a bit. And then I pivoted into the transactional side, the third-party management and the transactional real estate side of the business. Uh, but that first inflection period, that, that challenge that women face every mm -hmm. single day about not um, really knowing how to do it all and do it well, I was fortunate I was in a situation I could um, take a step back. I did a lot of consulting. I had my own consulting company and I worked in the industry and I worked in F&B and entertainment and different, different, um, different companies, but it was, it was a part-time gig. It was all I could really manage while I was juggling being a mom. Um, I'm thankful I was able to get back in and I was mm -hmm. thankful that this opportunity presented itself, uh, but um, it's a shame that we have to be forced to do that. Um, or women, I think, still are challenged with, with, that, with that inflection period. So long story short, um, the company I wound up going to was Hotel Equities. I wound up becoming the corporate director um, of uh, business development or development and helped grow that company and then was there six years, then moved to HVMG as a vice president, then promoted to SVP and then executive vice president, chief development officer. I've been with them for 10 years. Wow. It's a great organization. Um, like yours, uh, we have a lot of women leaders, not as many as you, but we do have six direct reports to our CEO. I'm one of six, and there are three women and there are three men. And we have, for our leadership team, we have about a 50-50% That's amazing. between men and women. For the hotel industry, it That's really is amazing. Huge. Yeah. So I've been an advocate of promoting women and trying to support and sponsor up-and-coming leaders, uh, female mm -hmm. leaders in this industry, and really trying to change the conversation. Okay, there's so much in that. <laughs> and what I want to start with is touch on what you said about your father. Yeah. I have a similar experience. You know, going to um, undergrad, I was so passionate about art. And my dad said, well, you know, you need to get a business degree. So how are you going to, you know, make money in the art field? And, mm -hmm. you know, we couldn't Google. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> is there an art consultant? Exactly. What, you yeah. know, what do you do? So, um, so I did. I went to Ohio State and I got the business degree and then went back for my fine arts degree and then met someone in the industry that gave me a shot. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how I've, I've always been art consulting for hotels. But for me, it was a great combination of art and business. Mm -hmm. And then exactly what happened to you, which I didn't know this about you, same thing. I got married and I was having my children and I made the tough decision and I wrestled with it a lot. I mean, my husband and I spoke about it and I just wasn't sure I could balance both. And, and I wanted to be good. I wanted mm -hmm. to be a good wife, you know, a good mother and a good employee. And I took about seven years off and did the same thing. But I also played around with, I was a docent at SF MoMA in San Francisco. I did consulting for any project that people needed that I could manage my time well right. enough to also be there for the girls. And then when the girls, the second one, entered kindergarten, I did the same thing and went back. And luckily, someone opened the door for me and said, yeah, there's a place for you here. And somehow I've 
figured out some kind of way to balance yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> never, never, you know, never ever easy. But tell me about the person who opened that door for you. Right. I mean, you know, a man, a woman, or sure, sure. If if I could take a step back, let me tell you about the person who shut the door on me, okay. and then I'll talk about the yeah. person who opened the door. So I did come back after my daughter was born. Um, I went into a director of sales and marketing role at a full source hotel here in Atlanta, kind of a temporary situation while I was pregnant, not able to travel, as well as um, just kind of integrating and transitioning as a new mother. Um, within six weeks, I was demanded to come back by the GM. And then mm. literally for the next three weeks, he put, my, put me through hell just so far as demanding and um, expectations of, of what he wanted and the hours I was working. I actually overheard him say to another colleague that he didn't believe women should be working away from home. Oh. And it was kind of that moment coupled with just struggling about childcare, which mm -hmm. I think is a big issue that we face um, as women and, and men generally, but families are facing about who, you know, who's gonna work and how much it costs. So that individual in the industry really kind of pushed me out and shut that. He didn't literally push me out. Mm -hmm. he, he, that hearing that and knowing I had no support from him, that he fundamentally didn't believe that I should be there, he thought I was wrong, made me realize I needed to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And I went home to my husband and talked to him about that. And at the dinner table, he said, you don't have to go back tomorrow. You know, give your notice and, and we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. So I think that was a, a, an example of somebody that really was making it difficult for mm -hmm. me. And um, in, um, in retrospect, um, I probably should have gone to the HR department, but mm -hmm. I was young and a little bit intimidated and a new mother and, and quite frankly, really worried about how I was gonna juggle and how do you, how do you manage that kind of dynamic? So um, flash forward about how, you know, who opened the door. I'd really say it was Fred Cerrone at Hotel Equities um, opened the door for me in the transactional side. But before him, it was Elizabeth Derby, who was the, um, the corporate director of sales and marketing Hotel Equities, who met me. I, don't, I can't actually remember where we were socially, met each other at a party of some sort. I told her my background. She said, I have an opportunity. Um, it was something I had done years and years ago in my career, but it was benefits, it was part-time 30 hours, got my foot back in the door, mm -hmm. and she was fabulous and the culture was wonderful. So I went there and started um, doing this role that I had done many years ago, and it was, it was in many ways, a few steps backwards, mm -hmm. um, only to find out that there was a corporate director of development job coming available, something I had no expertise, and I've never done anything like that before and put my name in the hat and walked into Fred's office and told him why I thought I would be right for the, the position. He gave me a shot. And so a couple steps back catapulted me into something much more beneficial mm -hmm. for my long-term career. So that's an example of the zigzag that I've, I've, I've been doing throughout my career. Um, and I think sometimes we think it has to be a continuous step forward. Sometimes we can step sideways or backwards and catapult forward. Um, but it, Fred saw something in me, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, too, I think it's just showing up and yeah. saying yes. You know, being at a party or being somewhere and just having a conversation with someone, you really never know, like, where that's going to take you and, and what could come from that. And quite frankly, in many ways, uh, my father, uh, I think, raised me to be one of those people that would go for things. You know, he was in 
in the Air Force before he was an airline pilot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was outside stacking wood with him and my brother and just kind of raised to believe that I could do whatever my brother could do. I have two sisters as well. Um, they were inside po polishing the, uh, the silver, but I was outside <laughs> the tomboy. Um, so I think me walking into Fred's office and telling him why I thought it would be good for the job, um, I don't think women do that enough. I think men do that. I think men oftentimes sometimes see themselves ready before they are, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I did. I saw myself ready before I truly was, and I think it was that part of my personality that Fred realized, okay, she might be able to actually do this. Um, I'll mentor her, I'll try to support and transition her into this role, um, and Gary Fennell, who's now with Hilton, um, was in the role, and he, he spent time with me as well preparing before he left. I filled his role. But I do think that that, um, that uh, walking in and kind of saying, okay, this is why I can do it, not waiting to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think women do struggle. They wait to, uh, until someone asks them or invites them or that they feel that they're completely capable of doing something, and, they, and, and someone sees that. And I think that's a, that is to our detriment if we uh, manage our career that way. I agree. I agree. I think, um, you know, I've been impressed with some of the young girls that will come to me for advice or, you know, just want to talk about a career in this industry. And I'm not sure at, at then I would have, at their age, I would have done the same. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's, it's kind of cool to see how they're... They're more comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. and and I really like that from the the younger generation. Yeah, I think it's we're we're really creating a different environment in our industry than it was even five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a founding board member and the vice chair of the Castell Project, which is a nonprofit started a few years ago for this very purpose of advancing high high competency women in the industry that have had five to seven years of leadership um, development and trying to get them to be promoted and advance their careers when they're hitting inflection mm -hmm. points. And our goal is one in three C-suite um, roles in that's the industry wonderful. trying to fill that. So that's our, our long-term goal, what we're trying to do. And I think just even as simple as Castell being around now and doing training and benchmark data. And you know, even if you look at Stephanie Rica, who um, with Hotel News Now is an editor, you know, she's more, she's very mindful about making sure that women are thought leaders mm -hmm. are in the panels when she's putting something together. Those small little tweaks and what the younger generation of women coming up in our industry see, they see someone like you that can be a role model. They can see that, okay, Cheryl's doing it. I can emulate Cheryl. I know it's possible. But when you, I think when you and I were starting, we didn't see that as much. Mm -mm, it was basically men in suits. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So Mary Beth, something you said about being forced out of the business, I had a very similar experience. I was working for a woman for 18 years, um, doing art consulting for hotels, and I was recruited to come to a competitor. And in this space, I was not, I felt like I couldn't even say that I had children. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I decided to leave. It, it just wasn't a good fit. And I decided to stay home with the girls for a little bit longer. So this would have been kind of my second round of staying at home. And then an owner I'd worked with had called me and said, there's this guy, Anthony Delgieu, who owns this art publishing company. And he wants to start an art consulting firm that consults for hotels. And because it was an owner, I think I took the meeting and I went and met him. And I liked him, and I said, tell you what, I'll, I'll set this company up for you. I'll introduce you to everyone in the hotel industry. I'll hire the staff. I'll set it all up, but then 
six months and I'm not going to work in the industry anymore. I mean, I was really defeated by some women that I sure. felt had pushed me out. Yeah. So, but when I started the company, he, he agreed immediately. Like I go home and there's like a contract, you know, in my email already. And I said, okay, like I'll just give it a shot. That's so true. he agreed to it. I started it after working with him and getting, getting to know him. It's, it's a family owned business, which was really important mm -hmm. to me. But it was a summer day and my nanny had called in sick. And so I called him and this is maybe three months into it. And I said, you know, Anthony, I'm sorry, I have to stay home today. Um, the girl's nanny called in sick. And he said, Cheryl, bring him in. He said, we'll set up um, some painting in, the, in one of the studios for him and they can paint all day. Just That's bring amazing. some snacks and bring him in. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I found my home. Like, yeah. I found somebody that I could balance both, you yeah. know, what I'm trying to do with. And, and, you know, we built a company with me being able to balance it. Yep. I left every day at four o'clock. I didn't tell clients that, mm -hmm. but that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I drove the girls around from four to six. And then from six to nine or 10 PM, I answered the emails. I made the calls. I curated the art programs and it was a tremendous amount of hard work, but having that space and allowing me to figure out how to do both. And believe me, there were times I felt so guilty, yeah. you know, running out of here. I'm like, Anthony, I can't be in the meeting. I got to go, you know, for I, you for having boundaries. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it. I set the boundary and somehow, we built probably the largest art consulting firm in the U.S. I mean, we do 800 hotels a year on a mom schedule. Yeah, yeah. So we have people with us today, and sometimes it's not fair to our other employees that, you know, the mom might leave a little bit early. But I tell them, like, girls, we have to support each other. Someday you're going to need this, or you're going to need something else mm -hmm. if you don't have children. But what we're doing to lift each other up mm -hmm. and be there for each other to somehow make this work is is important and and you know women flourish in that environment and you know and the men are lifting us up too like anthony believing in me and trusting me absolutely you know that made me believe in myself i mean i was really beaten down by sure. this industry and then he's like he would tell people he never told me this but he would tell people i hired the best in the industry Aww. and believe you know i didn't believe that and i didn't think that but just him saying that somehow we became the best in the industry. We were, we were, yeah. And the best in the industry came to me, like the best employees, the best clients, the best projects. That's fantastic, like attracts like. There's a few things that you, you said in your story that resonate that I think for people listening that are solution-oriented. One, you, you found an organization and a leader who was culturally aligned with you, with mm -hmm. your values. I think that's number one. The, not every organization's gonna fit for women and what right. they need to balance, and right? And that was a man. So you, you found it. There's that yeah. one. Um, two, uh, you did have some boundaries about what you could and could not do. You really mm -hmm. clear about that. And Anthony was clear about that. You had an agreement. You both respected that. And I think that's a really important part. And third, because of the second, you were able to probably really know what time you had to use. And I bet yes. you were probably very focused and strategic about how you used your time. Absolutely. Yeah. I could get 12 hours worth of work done in eight hours. You and, know, you barely yeah. eat. You get up at four in the morning. I mean, it's hard work. Exactly. It's exactly. hard work. But, yeah, I felt like I finally had a balance of both. Oh, that's really great. So, that's a great story. Yeah. You're very fortunate. And we need to create more of those type of opportunities for women. Um, the flexibility is super important. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, same thing with me, um, uh, with my, my current job and my previous job. I mean, my kids are grown now, but... Um, I, I still have some flexibility. It's really important to me. I think I'm always going to want that 
with any job. Um, it just gives me a chance to take a break and um, get creative again yeah. um, and not be on, you know, in the hamster wheel on a grind. But I think our industry really is, is going to be challenged coming out of the pandemic uh, with a lot of need for talent. Mm-hmm. I think we were going into a crisis to begin with before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think with the pandemic, we have lost workers that will never come back Absolutely. for various reasons. One, they had to find another job to, to put food on the table. Secondly, they, we, some of them are probably scared about the vulnerability mm-hmm. with our industry in a way that none of us have ever experienced before. So how do we ac- attract talent? Well, guess what? There are amazing women Mm-hmm. that could step into those roles. We just have to foster them and develop them. And I think we have to offer that flexibility. And so I, I would advise women or, and encourage them to really be mindful about the organization that they join, mm-hmm. to do their due diligence and make sure it's culturally aligned and has the shared values because not everybody's going to feel that way and support. And going yeah. back to what you said about asking for what you want, mm-hmm. Had I not asked for that, yeah. it wasn't something that was going to be offered to me. That's right. You, you created know? that. I, I did. I yeah. mean, I was in a position, kind of, but mm-hmm. not really, to say, yeah, this is really what I need. So I think that's important. And then also, you know, we're, we hear a lot of, like, don't waste a crisis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a crisis doesn't really leave us the way it's found us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have exited the workforce I had to look at the stat, I think, three times in December. It was 140,000 jobs, many in the hospitality and service industry. It feels like a little step back for us. So how do you see moving forward, you know, what does that look like? I mean, maybe the flexibility is something that could bring women back in, knowing that they can balance it a little bit more. But what are your thoughts on that? I think organizations are really going to have to pivot and change. And, and, and maybe it won't be that difficult because look what we've had to do to adapt during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So there's job sharing has happened because some people have taken on colleagues' jobs because of layoffs. So now organizations know that you can share with jobs. Um, we've, we've offered flexibility with work from home mm-hmm. and people still do their jobs and are quite productive. Maybe we're gonna allow that more flexibility. Um, We've gotta meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. We've gotta meet them um, for what works for them and their family. Uh, Maybe it is a four day work week. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Something I heard today from another colleague say is that we need more men emulating this as well. Um, Some of the family values and that, you know, them juggling making dinner for somebody or taking care of their kids helps let women on their team or women in their organization realize they can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. They don't have to choose. So I think organizations for the most part are kind of doing it without realizing it. The key is not stopping, not going back to the way things were. Exactly. We can't, we can't, we won't be able to attract the talent. And um, women are about 51 or 54% of the college graduates in hotel schools. And let's face it, there are so many other disruptors or companies, travel companies, that are knocking on the doors of these hotel schools that would love to hire these mm-hmm. college graduates. So our industry needs to really rethink and um, re-image our narrative about who you are and why is it attractive to work in this space, in this business, and uh, provide the flexibility for to women to have, kind of have it all, in mm-hmm. a sense. 
but uh, you know you, you can't you can't do both as you and I both know it's and uh, there's an expectation of 50 60 hours a week and you try to be a young mother and your kids need help with mm -hmm. some of their schoolwork and it's the birthday and you want to go in and bring the cupcakes if you can't manage it all you're probably going to go somewhere you're, else you're and we'll get hurt yeah yeah, yeah. you're going to leave the workforce exactly for sure. Okay, so I want to read to you a quote that um, I read recently in Melinda Gates' new book. I love her. Yeah, Power yeah. of Lift. If you haven't listened to the podcast with she and Brene Brown. I have listened to it, it's... and the book is on my to-buy list. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I have it for you oh, here. Yay. <laughs> but a little quote from her. Um, if you want to lift up humanity, empower women, it's the most comprehensive, pervasive, high-leverage investment you can make in human beings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were saying in our industry, we need to make that shift. And, and I, I just completely agree. And I want to share with you this book. I've read it three times. Thank you. It's just, I'm so it's excited. really, really great. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And also, for anyone who wants a copy of this book, for the first 50 people that um, comment and tag someone in the hospitality industry on our Instagram story, we will send you one of the books, The Moment of Lift, Melinda Gates. So the last um, question I wanted to ask yeah. you was, what advice do you have for anybody, you know, just coming into the hotel industry or, or any, any industry, um, as far as a woman, what advice do you have? Oh, gosh, there's, there's probably a long list of <laughs> yeah. things that I'd recommend to do. But if, gosh, I really do think that you can't underestimate having champions, mentors, a personal board of advisors, mm -hmm. people that you trust that are farther down the path that you can go to uh, and that you listen to with, you know, an open mind and mm -hmm. open heart. We all have things to learn and um, none of us are perfect, but we can't do it alone. And anybody who is successful will tell you that they didn't get there by themselves. There was always somebody in their corner, yes. whether it was their folks um, giving them a great upbringing or um, a colleague that covered for them when something needed to get done mm -hmm. and they were running in two different directions or um, a, a boss that saw something in them and gave them a, 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 an opportunity that was beyond their current capacity. Mm -hmm. So I, I really do think it's about other people. Cultivate those relationships. Um, understand how pivotal they can be with your career. This is a very small industry. Don't burn any bridges. We all know each other. Absolutely. Everybody talks. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I really do think it's about embracing those relationships and finding those people that are in your corner and cultivating. And I don't think it's as simple as saying, will you be my mentor or will no, you be yeah. my champion? I think it's just start building the relationship and add value to that person. But um, use their time wisely. Uh, be respectful of mm -hmm. it. Uh, but typically when someone decides that they're going to give you some of that time, they're probably going to share some wise anecdotes and wisdom and take it wholeheartedly and uh, t um, grow and, and learn from it. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes an army. It right? does. It right. absolutely does. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for your time Thanks, today. Cheryl. I appreciate it so here. much. Pleasure. Ha happy International Women's thank Day. Thank you. Yay. <laughs>